Thank you for joining us on More Than That, a podcast where we dive a little bit deeper into what was preached on Sunday morning. We hope that this is enriching to your walk with Christ and that you love God and people that much more so that we can extend the glory of God to the people he has placed in our lives. So we'd buckle up and enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to More Than That, where we take some time to kind of expand on the sermon from Sunday and usually answer the question, if you had 10 more minutes um, for your sermon on Sunday, what would you talk about? My name is Trevor Rout. I'm in place of Tyler this week, and today with me I have... Raphael Gandler. Pastor yep. Raphael. So Raph... On Sunday, you started our Advent series, and Advent is, a, is a, a time that I have grown to love since I've started here at City Church, especially because we sing Everything is New, which is my favorite song <laughs> ever, and uh, Chris ruined me with that song, but it's fine. Um, so anyway, you started off Advent, uh, our series where we're going to be walking through the first couple chapters of Hebrews, which is also one of my favorite books from the New Testament. So... Anyway, why don't you, uh, you started off Hebrews 1, verses 1 to 3, but also kind of in light of Hebrews 12, verses yeah. 1 to, to 2, where it talks about, let us um, fix our eyes on Jesus. I forget yeah. exactly what it says. But the author and the finish of Fixated, yeah. 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 And so it's titled Fixated, kind of with that in mind. How can we uh, fixate on Jesus during the the busyness of the season and so yeah if you had 10 more minutes on sunday what would you have talked about yeah um i think the 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 main thing is i realized it later on like uh as as i was done with that that um you know usually when you start a new epistle you have to go and give some of the background stuff yeah like who wrote it? What's happening? What's ha- so? I just want to give that up, like right now, so that like you can get to see why. Yeah, it would have been actually um, just a lot longer than that. So the um, so so really, the content of the book of Pro- of Hebrews um, as a whole, it's just a word of exhortation, and that's coming from Hebrews chapter thirteen twenty two, uh, and so it's sent in a letter form. Uh, and it's actually a sermon, really. Mm. Um, it's encouraging. It's encouraging uh, the the. Uh, it's encouraging a faithful perseverance in light of uh, just really just uh, in light of Jesus as the Word of God that has been spoken uh, as the the final Word of God that has been spoken in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So, what using Jesus as the final word that's really just. Uh, um, as long as the final word has been spoken, therefore the 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 the, the suffering saints of uh, of um, they 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 can uh, uh, they can they persevere. Can hope, they can persevere. Yeah. yeah. So the author is unknown, um, but we know that like he's actually like he's um, he's a second generation believer, um, but yet uh, he is you know there is actually like. 
thoughts that it's Barnabas. There's some mm-hmm. thoughts that it's Paul. There's some thoughts that maybe it's Apollos. Uh, it's Apollos. Like, it, but it's within this person is very very close to to the disciples. Um, yeah, and it seems from from evidence that it was written before AD seventy because he's talking about the temple as if it's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the range the range is AD fifty to ninety. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Which is really the probability is before seventy, um, yeah. Since he gives uh, that hint of the temple, uh, and then uh, the recipients are known, but it's a it's a, it's a spe- specific group, uh, predominantly Jewish Christians. So that's why there's so much Jewishness in the book. Um, yeah, typically. But like, I think I've said it before. Yeah. In order to understand the book of Hebrews, you have to read Leviticus like three times. Yeah. And then you go back to Hebrews, and then you're like, oh, okay. This yeah, makes it sense. makes a whole <laughs> lot more sense. But it's actually probably like a house church in Rome. Um, it's a house church maybe in Rome uh, of Jewish believers, uh, and that you see it in 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 uh, in chapter thirteen, verse twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be a Roman, it might be just like, uh, it might be a house church. Um, and at the same time, like at the same time, this is also to a larger Christian community, mm-hmm. uh, because these letters were meant to be passed out. So, but the community is very discouraged because of suffering. Um, and mm-hmm. we know that because of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 39. Um, and, and maybe just really just like, uh, some of them are doubting, um, whether just Jesus took care of their sins, really like, and that's why he comes in and says once and for all, mm. which is actually plays a lot more into my sermon. Yeah. Like in terms of like, if Jesus is the final word, if Jesus is the powerful word, if Jesus is, uh, he is, he is actually this, this, uh, this sustaining word. Uh, it means that like once and for all means once and for all. Yeah. There's no other word. There's yeah. no other news that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's writing to them to actually like, he's writing to them. And you see that in actually in chapter 10, 35, so that the, he's telling them not to throw away their confidence, mm-hmm. to fully plant their confidence in mm-hmm. Jesus uh, in the midst of just like uh, a turbulent time. Um and obviously he gets to chapter 10 and 11. He gives these heroes of faith and he gives them yeah. and he says, Hey, since you have this great cloud of witnesses, now run your race. Yeah. Run your race. And um, so the emphasis there, uh, which is what really now I spoke about, uh, it, it's with that, it fits in now here. God has spoken um, his absolute and final word. Mm-hmm. in in his son mm-hmm. so if jesus is like he is the absolute final word of god and to abandon christ um is to abandon god altogether really that's what really is saying uh to abandon christ and i want to probably maybe even say it this way to abandon the christ of christmas is to abandon all of christmas altogether <laughs> just saying <laughs> there's yeah, no so, point to christmas if we abandon christ yeah yeah so so his it's name just, is literally in christmas yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um and christ is superior to everything that went before this is the old revelation mm-hmm. um and and you're going to see it next week uh, it's angelic mediators, um, and you you see this thing like Christ is actually superior. In fact, the 
the tagline that actually makes the whole book of Hebrews is Jesus is better. Mm-hmm. He is the better. Yeah. He's the better Moses. He's the better Joshua. He's the better like he's and better than the prophets. The whole priestly system. Yeah, everything. And so we can have full confidence in God's son, this perfect high priest uh, who gives all people like just this ready access to God. So, mm. so yeah. So with that said, um, that was just like part of like what I wanted to do mm. just to give like almost like a, an aerial view yeah, of like why the, the book of, yeah, yeah. Why the book of Hebrews matters. Um, yeah. And it's, it's interesting, you know, the book of Hebrews too, because there's, there's so much connection to the old Testament. A lot of times I'll mm-hmm. say if I'm preaching, especially from the old Testament, almost every time I can connect it to the book of Hebrews. Yeah. You end up so, in Hebrews. Yeah. It's like between Hebrews and Romans, you have like the whole Christian faith pretty much explained in those two. Yeah. Epistles. Yeah. So, so with that said, um, what the book of Hebrews does uh, for us in Advent, which is like, um, I think I'm known for this, for just breaking the rules and taking <laughs> uh, the Advent story from totally different places mm-hmm. instead of actually sometimes in the, the New Testament. the Instead of like the historical Advent stories of like an angel coming to yeah. to, to Mary and then to... Um, Zechariah and all those yeah, stories. Like which those are really great. We're going to be reading I, through, um, you know, those are really great. But yet I want you to see like how those stories that you're reading, as you're singing these carols, angels, uh, you know, yeah, like... That's going to be exciting next as you're, Yeah, as you're singing those, um, those, those, those carols, about angels coming from on high looking and whatever. And it just, I want you to see like when you're saying glory in the highest, Mm -hmm. this is like, this is not just a baby in the manger. Mm. This is someone who is just great. Mm -hmm. And so, so my thing there was actually like saying that Jesus is actually what he is the final word. Mm -hmm. Um, He's the final word. And, and so therefore Therefore, we need to recognize if he is the final word, you have all the reasons to put confidence in Jesus. Mm. Um, and and this is now the, the other side that like I was probably going to say. Um, they are, um, you know, I remember on Sunday we had a young man who came from... Um, uh, who has a Mormon background. Yeah, I got to meet him. Too, uh, yeah. And and he... Listen, on Sunday, <laughs> if this sermon was just for him, that was it. That was it. And That's, in fact, Jesus I was so grateful. Word, yeah. I was so grateful he walked up to me and talked to me because he was, it was the first time on church on Sunday. He was like, I'm so grateful you spoke about that because that was most of my life. Mm-hmm. Why? Because like where Joseph Smith was the final word. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's what makes all Christianity differ from all these sects and all these other, Mm -hmm. like where literally like, who is Jesus? Is he, uh, you know, some people would say he is like another angel. He's like uh, an archangel. Um, Or just like another You know, Jehovah's Witnesses. 
Islam says he's another prophet. Yeah. Uh, he, they revere him as a holy man. Yes. Yeah. But like yet they don't give him the equal dignity. If yeah. you go and read the Jehovah's Witness Bible, it says that in the beginning was the word. And the word was uh, with God. The word was a God. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes it makes him. They try to reduce a reduced yeah. Christology, which is where. My man, <laughs> Athanasius comes and he basically just says that like, um, hey, it had to take, uh, in in his book on the incarnation, it says it had to take the one who created it to come and restore it. Mm-hmm. Like it had to take. So he argues that, which is what like the whole, the whole Nicene creed that we're going through yeah. was done to correct that very heresy mm-hmm. of Arianism that was yeah. trying to reduce Jesus to a created being instead mm-hmm. of the creator. Yeah. Right. So anyway, yeah. I won't go and into that. Apparently that wasn't enough. So then Athanasius <laughs> had to come up with his own creed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, church, like they had to, yeah, he didn't they, actually write it, but you know, yeah, he was of, there when they did that. Was, yeah. Um, and in he fact, got to see Santa if Claus, you see <laughs> slap Arius, Saint Nicholas, yeah, Saint Nicholas, uh, the real Saint Nick, <laughs> who punched heretics. Yes, anyway, my favorite story from Christmas. Anyway, continue, Raph. Sorry, we're going off in a different direction. Anyway, uh, but no, I think the Nicene Creed actually fit very well, especially for this Sunday. For this Sunday, yeah, yeah. Who Jesus mm-hmm. is, and just remembering, like, what it is. Yeah, just remembering who Christ is and why it is that we worship him and why Christmas is such a big deal. Yeah, and yeah. Why, and so kind of helping us to prepare and and just remember how long it was that God's people were waiting for Christ to come. And now he has come. Yeah. And we should be celebrating That's good. his coming. Yeah, and and just thinking through that and thinking that if Christ is supreme and his word is final and he is supreme, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden there is nothing else we should hold in supremacy mm-hmm. over Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? That's just that's it. Like where um and then if Christ is also so he is the supreme and and he is the one it says that all creation was made for him and through him and all that. Right. Therefore yeah. Um, I think one thing that I was going to say, even when it comes to that, is that like he created the human heart. Mm-hmm. He knows what the human heart longs for. Mm-hmm. He knows. And in fact, someone said that like all of us, if you see our sin patterns, we're trying to, uh, all our sin patterns are actually fig leaves. We're trying to cover mm-hmm. our shame and our nakedness. Yeah. But yet at the same time, what we truly long for is the innocence that was there in Eden. Yeah. Every sin is actually telling you a story about how you're trying to crawl back to to find Eden again mm. because you were made for shalom. And sin yeah. is that violation of shalom. And so, but he knows what makes for peace in our hearts. Mm. If he created the universe and he holds it all together, he knows what would actually the right screws to your heart mm-hmm. that can get your heart yeah. holding together. He knows the what your heart, what your what your ticker is ticking for. Yeah, somewhere it talks about. Doesn't it talk about God like moving the uh, the, the hearts of of kings 
as like waters or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably going to be somewhere in Proverbs. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so he knows our hearts, but then at the same time, he sustains us. If he can sustain the world, mm. which is now like what, what we look at. You know, we, we pay so much money to go for vacation and we go... We go for vacation and we see all these wonders of the world and we see the waters. Like, for example, if you go to uh, Jamaica, you go to the sea or you go to the beach, you get to see the waters literally where, where uh, Job chapter 38, 39, 40, mm-hmm. where God says, who told the waters you will stop right there? <laughs> yeah. And I always marvel when I'm literally like hotels are right here and the water is right here. I'm telling you like, and it's like, huh, this tells a story about the God who told them mm-hmm. where literally like there's a hotel right there and it can have a strong foundation. And then there's water right there and there's sand yeah. and there's these bodies of water and they're right next to each other and they can coexist for a very long time. That's God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. so we have what we will call the natural revelation, which is actually like general revelation. But we also have specific revelation, which is the word of God. And that word of God starts pointing you from the time you enter the text. It starts pointing and it says like where you go to Moses and we some people want to camp in Moses, which is Judaism. They want to camp in Moses. Mm-hmm. Moses says, I'm not the one. There's another prophet that is here to come. And all these prophets keep pointing to him. And finally, Jesus, who is not a fragmented message. All these other guys, this is the other thing I was going to say. All these other guys came and they had flaws. Whether it's Elijah. Elijah is scared of Jezebel. Mm-hmm. And literally is whining before God. And God says, I still have more prophets. Moses gets angry, strikes a rock. David commits adultery. Mm-hmm. All these all these guys that you would look yeah. at as prophets, Jonah rebels and all these other mm-hmm. all these other people, whether it's Samson who basically has a weakness problem for women and like <laughs> Samson had lots of problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of problems. But what that simply tells you, all these were were fragmentary. Like the fragments of yeah. God's full. It's almost like a like a picture that's been taken that's out of that's just slightly out of out focus. of focus. And then Jesus comes and he puts what the full message of yeah. like, and he is now what we would call the powerful word. Yeah. And in the context of Hebrews, it means that like man, you can put your full confidence in who in him, and that's actually like what what. Uh, uh, what this really looks like. Um, li- yeah, yeah. So, that, so that's another sense in which, like, Christ would be considered the final word. Is that not only is that kind of throughout Scripture, you, when you look at the overarching stories of things that happen, that's and that's also what the Book of Hebrews tells us too. Is not only is Jesus better, but actually all these stories. The point of all these stories was to show us the Christ who was coming. Yeah. So when we read, you know. For example, right now, I've been studying the story of of Abraham going to sacrifice his son Isaac, which points us towards how God was going to sacrifice his son, Jesus, for, on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, or looking at the, the story of, of David, who is the king, who is to point us forward to the, the king who is to come. 
or to look at the priesthood who is a representation of God to the people and the people to God and how Christ comes and represents God to the people and the people to God um, and how he's a better mediator than all those things. And so, yeah, just seeing that as how, how Christ is the final word in all those ways too. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so so at the end of it all, when you're looking at that, like where, um, you know, I was going to look at um, the whole idea is that like, hey, place your full confidence in Jesus. Um, don't throw away your confidence. And li- listen to what Hebrews 10.35 says. Um, and and it says this, so now, so don't throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you need endurance so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what is promised um and and that's like way way it's like and it says that for yet for a little while the coming one will come and not delay but the righteous one will live by faith and if he draws back i have no pleasure in him but we are not those who draw back uh, and are destroyed but we uh but those who have faith and are saved so every single advent what what really my main thing here is that just don't let the this the world and what it has for this season kind of hijack you know what really God has for you in the advent mm-hmm. uh, don't throw away your confidence in Christ being your uh all sufficient one who meets all your needs and throw it away to to a million other directions that like probably you can be pulled uh, mm-hmm. to in this season. So that's really just like our main thing is like, <clears throat> let's remain fixated on Jesus. Uh, let's remain fixated on Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and Jesus is the final word. Um, yeah. And, and especially I liked the way that you connected that to um, in the holiday season, there's all these like advertisements and marketing and all these things especially you were talking about the truck there's this commercial (laughs) i thought that it's a really funny one where the where you know the the husband takes the wife out and whistles and a new dog comes and it's like oh great but then the wife whistles and this truck comes comes through the snow yeah exactly stuff like that yeah kind of like finding your fulfillment in in a truck or in the newest technology you know the newest iphone the newest fitness tracker or whatever that looks like. So, <laughs> well, and just realizing that um, that the world is going to tell you that this is what you need, and ultimately it never will be. Um, and that's why we need to fixate on Christ, especially during this time. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. that's good. That's good. So, so yeah, it's it's. I hope you are using uh, the devotional that we we mentioned mm-hmm. and and why because I I just believe that like we are a people being formed and if we do not take advantage of um, as Christians we take advantage of the Christian calendar um, and as you know I love church history uh, we take advantage of the ch- Christian calendar because it really like. Uh, it makes sure it makes sure that our hearts are being formed in the in in the Christ-like direction mm-hmm. versus actually in the worldly direction. Yeah. So take advantage of that. Like man, mm-hmm. just take and get all that this Advent season can give you. 
Um, and like I said, don't waste your advent. I know, um, yeah, I know it's going to be a lot of Christmas parties, a lot of white mm-hmm. elephants, uh, elephant stuff. I know it's going to be a million other things flying at you, but fix your eyes on Jesus. And if you and I can really just do that, mm-hmm. um, man, then we will make sure that we, we, we get the full... I just want us to walk out of there with awe mm-hmm. of like what Christ has done. Yeah. Uh, what Christ has done. Um, I'm going to read like just at least one, one or two quotes that uh, didn't make it into this. Uh, mm. They they were on the, um, the cutting room floor. Yeah, they didn't. One of actually the, the one that didn't make it was from Leslie Newbegin, mm. uh, who, who actually is a missiologist. Um, and he says this, and I love this because when we say joy to the world, the Lord has come, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, there's a way in which your cynical heart can be like, yeah, but I don't see that joy. Mm. Where is it at? But it doesn't mean that it's not there. It just mm-hmm. means that like, you're not fully exper- experiencing it because of the destruction and the discontentment mm-hmm. and all those things. Yeah. But like, really like, this is what he says. He says, mission begins with a kind of explosion of joy mm. a kind of explosion of joy which is where literally the angels explode in joy <laughs> yeah um and and probably you're going to hear that this coming sunday yeah the news that they rejected what well, that they incarnated i would add the incarnated rejected and crucified jesus is alive is something that cannot be possibly cannot possibly be suppressed mm-hmm. it must be told who could be silent about such a fact the mission of the church in the pages of the new testament is more like the fallout from a vast explosion a radioactive fallout which is not lethal but it is life-giving mm. oh come on son <laughs> This yeah. right here yeah, is one of the reasons why I preach the gospel. <laughs> like it's like it's this it's this radioactive fallout, which is not lethal, but it is life giving. Can, yeah. can you just imagine? Fallout. Like yeah, yeah, like this like radioactive. Don't be thinking imagine dragons right now. <laughs> this is like <laughs> this is literally like God everywhere where the river of God, where the blood of Jesus like touches it brings life and not only that life it brings what i would say Mm -hmm. abundant life Mm -hmm. um i went to uh yesterday i went to um you know a white elephant thing at camp sasco and peter oh yeah um peter you invited you didn't go Hmm. i was invited no i'm kidding oh I just want to mess with you. Okay. Anyway, uh, Peter doesn't love you like that. No, okay. I guess not. So, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Just because you, you, you've not been there two times he's preached. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I only yeah. preached at the one thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, after that, I would, I would not be surprised that he did not invite me to anything after No, 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 I no, no, no. I'm just talking about like when he's preached at City oh, Church. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember, he was like, how come Trevor always yeah, disappears? I was, I was sick the one week and then the other week I was visiting a different church. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it just so happened that those were the two weeks that, that he was Peter was here. preaching. Yeah, yeah. And, that he was preaching. Uh, yeah, so it cost you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 
he writes about he was just mentioning Titus chapter 3 verse mm. 4 to 5 but when the kindness of God our savior and his love for mankind appeared mm. that word that's where appeared that's where epiphany comes in um, and it says he saved us not by the works of righteousness that we had done but according to his mercy through the mm. washing and regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And then it says that he poured his spirit on us abundantly. There we go. So I love that because then the advent of Christ, he's appearing. Um, and when we're celebrating his appearing, his epiphany, uh, this is like, it's like this sudden visibleness uh, of, of, of Christ is God's kindness and mercy extended to us. And what it does is that it just dissipates darkness. Mm. Uh, and all these, like, because before that, it says that, like, remember, this is who you were, and it just yeah, gives all the were. terrible yeah. things that, like, we were. It says we were ruled by our passions. Mm. But then it says that, like, he makes us ready for good works. Mm-hmm. And And the beautiful thing about that is that, like, he makes us ready for good works, and he but he adopts us and and now we we are looking forward to this uh to this glorious uh inheritance which is really like uh it's it's this we are adopted and we're looking forward to this eternal inheritance that we have in christ so Mm -hmm. that's what advent should be doing like it should really be pumping us up to like it's just the thought of like advent was actually the way the christian calendar began Mm. like instead of conclude yeah so we're not concluding the year we're beginning the year yeah uh according to the christian <laughs> yeah. calendar and that's amazing and that's so, how yeah in his book is that how john stott does it in his he's got his like he's got a devotional that goes throughout the year yeah. that mm-hmm. walks through scripture too yeah and he starts with advent he starts with that, advent as the historically yeah. when the church calendar starts yeah 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 so anyway that's that i'm all right well, thank you very much, Raf. Um, and just a, a quick reminder for everyone out there that that this podcast is not meant to replace your Sunday morning worship. And so, if you're listening to this, uh, we're very glad that you listened. Um, we're glad that you're here. But we hope and we pray that you would find a local church to be a part of. If you need help with that, you can send us an email. You can reach out to us, and we can try to get you connected to a healthy local church in your area. But Thanks a lot, Raf, for for sharing with us, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.